Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be going over my reactions and my thoughts to a CDL Major 4, the final major of the Vanguard season. And then after that, going to be getting into a player tier rankings here ahead of champs, uh, which is just a few weeks away. I was going to do the predictions for the bracket, but since it is a few weeks away, I thought, you know, maybe I'll give my time uh, myself some time to digest everything, you know, think about it a little bit, because there is a few weeks until... Um, until champ so maybe if things get chicken up or ultra bringing a surprise scrappy sub or something you know i have a little time to digest that and think about it so i'm um, just gonna be a maybe a couple weeks away for the predictions because that tournament is the fourth through the seventh so you know we've got a few weekends until that occurs so predictions will come out a little later we'll do some other videos and stuff leading up but today's gonna be some reactions and then a player tier list so it'll maybe be a little bit of a longer episode today uh, and if you are on the audio platforms the beginning here we'll just be talking about major four but then the second half of the podcast will be a player tier ranking so if you're on the audio platforms and want to come check out the video version that'll be up on youtube um, but if you guys enjoy this one be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe uh, and if you're on the audio platforms drop a follow drop a five-star review on there uh, before we get into any reactions though i have to say a big thank you to you guys um, i know i've been making a push on twitter and uh, here on youtube in the videos and stuff saying uh, we're so close to 500 subs if you could help me hit that i greatly appreciate it and we hit 500 subs um, we're actually a little bit over 500 subs now uh it's an absolutely crazy milestone. I really don't have any words uh, planned to say or anything. I just want to say thank you. Um, I started the podcast back during MW in my college apartment. Uh, that had been my junior year. Um, believe it was kind of around the time of COVID. I know it was kind of like mid-season in MW because I just wanted an outlet to talk COD. Uh, a lot of my friends fall out of uh, fell out of interest with it during MW because um, as competitive players, we just were not a fan of MW, um, but I still enjoyed watching the CDL because I love the storylines and uh, decided to make a little podcast um, to just, you know, vent out my thoughts on COD and get to talk about it. And uh, I know we don't have anything like a crazy community, some huge community, but hey, we're 500 subscribers strong now. Um, it's nothing crazy, like I said, but it's a pretty cool milestone for me. So I really appreciate you guys helping us get there. And I look forward to continue growing next step 600 and then hopefully 700. And hopefully, you know, we keep it going um, and just see where this thing can take us. Um, I really appreciate the support though, seriously. Um, I really didn't start it for subscribers. I started it to hopefully get a small community of a couple people uh that i could talk to about cod and then you know just go from there and have a community and you know it turned into a lot more we got kyle uh who started commenting on the videos and all of a sudden we're dming each other on twitter and all of a sudden we're hosting the podcast together and i know kyle's taken a little break but we've been talking a lot recently you know he like i said don't want to disclose his personal stuff but he's had a busy time in his life and just hasn't had as much time to focus on cod here in the second half of the year but um hopefully kyle's coming back soon we've been we've been talking a little bit so hopefully he's back soon but that's that's part of the community we built so uh enough talking about that but i just want you guys to know that uh, i don't take this for granted that you guys have supported me so much and i just really appreciate it because it means the world that you guys uh even if you only tuned in for one podcast or this is your first uh first podcast or this is your hundredth podcast uh I just greatly appreciate the fact that you tune in, um, even if it's for just a little bit and give me a little time of your day. So thank you guys so much. And without further ado, let's just dive right into these reactions to the event. So obviously, um, LA Thieves win. Uh, we knew they were a team that had the roster that could win an event at any time. They had a ton of potential, great players, uh, four great players in their team, but they hadn't seen that much success this year. Their best placement at um, a major coming into this was fourth. Obviously, they did play second at the uh, the Pro-Am, but that's a little different. Um, at the majors, their best place, uh, placement was major three, I believe, uh, with a fourth. And, you know, they had looked good online, but we'd seen them before. In stage one, they looked good online. They looked good online a few times and didn't translate to land. And then on, uh, at some of the lands, they looked pretty good, but 
you know, we hadn't seen like the event winning potential up to this point. We knew they had it, but we hadn't seen it. Um, I had them bowing like top eight or top six at best. And, um, I had London in the finals. Yeah, that was a brutal, brutal bracket for me this week. Um, I had phase winning it all. Obviously that didn't happen, but brutal bracket overall for me. Um, yeah, but LA thieves win it. I'm super happy. I tweeted about it. Super happy for Kenny. Uh, if you guys know, um, I really in general, uh, have like a few teams I like to root for just like based on players. I'm more of a player fan than really a team fan. Um, but if you guys know me, you know that, um, I love Kenny. He's my favorite player. It's like the one player I'm biased towards sometimes. And you can call me out for it. And it's probably true. Cause Kenny is just always my favorite player. I don't know. I just, I really fell in love with competitive COD, um, around BO2 and really got into it in the jetpack era. And Kenny wasn't really around much in the jetpack era. He really more burst onto the scene in world war two. He played a little in AW, but then he was uh, underage then came back around in world war two. And like watching him in world war two, I just fell in love with his play style. He was arguably the best player in the game for a lot of it. And, uh, Kenny's just been one of my favorite players for a long time. So it was awesome for me to see him win and win an MVP, but really every player in this team stepped up, uh, to me, the notice, uh, the noticeable difference as to why I think they're able to win the event was Octane and Kenny. I feel like Draza and Envoy overall this year have probably been their two best players and have looked really good. Um, Octane has been very bad at times, but he really stepped up this weekend. And then Kenny also has been very inconsistent and has showed some flashes, but since he switched to the sub, hasn't really been playing that well. And then obviously this weekend he had an MVP performance and Octane was right on that level and Draza and Envoy had great weekends as well. So um, I feel like overall for Thieves, shout out to them. Um, I knew they had top three potential. Like somebody was commenting last week, he's like, it's crazy doing a Thieves top three. And I still stand by that point. Before the event, I don't think you could say Thieves were a top three land team. Um, because going in, I would say I had a little more faith in Optics since they had since they had won an event. I mean, FaZe had been in every grand final. I feel like you got to have faith in them. Uh, New York, it was hard to call them a top three land team as well because they had three top 12 finishes, although they had won the Pro-Am. Um, but it was just hard to pinpoint who it was. You kind of had to have surge up there because they were coming off winning an event. Um, Thieves were not really a locked in top three land team, but they sure are now. I mean, they came out, they won the event. We knew they had that potential and it was, it was good to finally see it in action. So shout out to them and especially shout out to Octane and Kenny for really stepping up because Draza and Envoy had been pulling their weight most of the year, but Octane and Kenny were the guys that needed to, to pick up that superstar potential we know they had and they showed it this weekend. Um, kind of moving on to maybe a few disappointing squads. I have three of them listed here. And that's Boston being the first one. They seem to kind of be tapped out on talent, in my opinion. I still think they can hang with teams at champs, and they have a potential to force an upset. Maybe there's a little bit of a hangover from LA Thieves for winning this event. I highly doubt that, but maybe or something um, they can get them in the first round. But I'm expecting Boston to get a 7 slash 8th, um, a last place finish at champs. Like I said, I feel like all, I actually do feel like our, our eight teams that are at champs are actually our top eight. You know, sometimes it's a little fluky and somebody gets hot at the end of the year and they look to be a better team. And then maybe like the teams in seven and eight just got enough points early in the year and they really suck. Um, something that sticks out to me was like, I remember Rocker had a decent seed in MW, but they were on like a crazy match losing streak. Um, and they were horrible at the time of champs, but they had accrued enough points early on that they had a decent seed. Another one that sticks out kind of last year's Florida team, they had accrued enough points to like be guaranteed eight spot, but they were not good at all. And like kind of just bottomed out at champs. So sometimes that happens, but this year I really feel like, you know, Paris were clearly not top eight. I think at the time LAG were maybe making a little run, but I don't think they were top eight Florida was making a little run again, but I still think the eight teams that are at champs have a higher ceiling and are either more consistent than them. Maybe the only team you could argue would be like rocker could have snuck in, but they just, every time on land didn't show it. Uh, and for that reason, they didn't qualify. So, um, Boston though, I still think they're around that seventh or eighth team for me at champs. Uh, they'd be the team that if 
Boston was to win, that would probably be the team that shocked me the most if they were to win champs. So uh, I think that they're going to compete there and they're going to be competitive. I don't see them getting 3-0'd. I see them playing Thieves tough and then playing whoever in losers tough, but I feel like they're a double first-round team at champs. Ravens, another disappointing squad. They just can't get it done on land. That's another time where stage one, they look fantastic in qualifiers. And, you know, they did get to third there, so they, they kind of got it done there, but couldn't beat Optic or FaZe. Um, have a couple bad stages in between. Have a great online qualifier uh, for major four, get them to one seed, and then they lose to um, Ultra and then go down and lose to LAG. Um, so London just can't get it done. I think they have a higher upside than Boston. I would be less shocked to see Ravens make like a top four run at champs, but I also think they're maybe the other team I might have finishing in like a, a seventh or eighth spot. I just don't know if I can see Ravens um, making much more than a seventh or eighth run. Uh, I feel like once again, they have a higher ceiling than Boston, but I also feel like they have a lower floor. I think Boston plays a little more consistent is always going to be in a game. I think I could see London playing a top team and getting potentially blown out, but it's weird for me to say that because their talent is there. It is there. Like Afro looks like a top player most of the time. Um, Nasty looks great. Zeros look good all year. Gizmo looks great online. And I don't know. There's just some kind of drop off that happens with this team at LAN. I really don't think it's a nerves thing either because like I think Afro is disgusting. I really think Nasty. I think they're all great players. And we know Zero, he's played plenty of lands. He's won events. I don't think it's a nerves thing. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe their play style doesn't work uh, as well on land. And we can get into that in a little bit when we do more of our champs deep dive. I don't want to get too much into it, but I feel like there are some map pool issues for them. Like I feel like they are a team that should be playing Bocage with how break heavy they are and how slay heavy, like nasty gizmo and Afro. If they're running triple sub on Bocage, like that is a very, very high potential slaying team. I'll get into that more. Like I said, when I do a champs deep dive and analysis, but London, think they have a higher upside than Boston, but I also expect them to be uh, one of the bottom finishes at champs, probably just because uh, they haven't shown me enough on land to, to have faith in them. Other last disappointing squad I want to talk about, Surge. They finished in last after winning the previous major. Seems to be a theme this year. LAG did it as well. Um, Optic, the only team so far to not do it, and they didn't have a great performance after their win either. They finished fifth slash sixth, so nothing crazy there. But I feel like Surge have the highest upside of these three teams I named as really disappointing finishes. Um, I actually do like their matchup against FaZe in winner's round one. I believe that's the matchup they have there. Um, or no, they... Who do they have? FaZe has New York. Um, Surge, I can't remember who Surge has. Oh my god, where's the bracket here? Um, they have... Oh my god, I can't find it. What's going on here? Um... Yes, Surge have Ravens. Yeah, Surge have Ravens. So I like their I like their first round matchup. I do think Surge um, probably are able to to win that one there. Sorry, it took me so long to pull up the bracket for some reason. But I, I believe that um, that Surge are probably able to beat Ravens in round one. And I think FaZe are probably going to take out Subliners. Now this may change as I do a little deep dive into like map vetoes and stuff on where I think the series is going to go, but. If I had to just like pick off the top of my head right now, I think Surge will probably beat Ravens, and then I think FaZe will probably beat Subliners. Um, and in that case, that would make it uh, a Surge phase round two. And I do like that matchup for Surge. Obviously, it's going to be tough to beat FaZe at all in a winner semi at champs because they are um, a bunch of two-time world champions and Selim, who's a one-time world champ. But I do like Surge there, um, their chances, because they always play FaZe very well, and they have even since Cold War with their bad roster. They always play FaZe well. Um, so I think they have the highest upside and potential to, to get a top finish at champs, but still a very disappointing weekend. And it doesn't give you a lot of faith in them going forward with how, how poor they played. Um, 
NYSL obviously look great. One of the greatest stories in COD in recent memory. Um, they went from 11th to making champs in 8th. Maybe the best bottom seed at champs we've ever seen. Uh, this format's obviously a little different and caters to having a better uh, team at the bottom because they're the 8th best team in the world, uh, which at champs in the past, there's 32 teams. So um, obviously that circumstances are a little different, but definitely the best 8th seed in the CDL era. And I think, honestly, at the tournament, they just run out of gas at the end. I feel like you know, they accomplished their goal of getting to grand finals, uh, which qualified them for champs. And obviously they still want to win the tournament. I'm not saying that, but I feel like maybe they like in their back of their mind, their subconscious, they maybe let off the gas a little bit because they knew what their, their main goal. I mean, obviously they wanted to win the tournament, but their main goal was to qualify for champs here. And they had done that. So maybe subconsciously let off the gas, maybe it was a little bit less intense than they normally would have been. Um, but they look fantastic. One of the greatest stories in COD history to make that run. Um, Paul, stats-wise, didn't have a great weekend, but you saw Krim tweeting about it. He was Mr. Assist. He was dealing damage for the team. Um, Krim, you know, had his moments. He had his bad moments as well, but overall played pretty good, and, you know, his leadership came through clutch. Hydra was Hydra. He struggled a little bit in finals, didn't look as good, but, you know, he's, he's Hydra. He looked great. And then Kismet, to me, best player on the weekend for them. He was the MVP. If they win the event, Kismet wins MVP. The dude was unreal all weekend. He has hit new levels, and I feel like he's established himself. Unless he somehow goes to champs, New York gets double first round, and he drops like a point four. I feel like Kismet has solidified himself as a player that will be in the league next year, which is a cool story because um, his first year in the CDL, he goes on Paris and, you know, doesn't play horribly, but it's Paris, and, you know, they kind of have been a career killer. And then he gets sent to the Shadow Realm, down to Challengers, and plays there for a while, and um, grinds, makes his way back up. And now he's uh, on a team that a lot of people think have a good chance to, to make a run and finish as one of the top teams at champs. So shout out to Kismet. Um, um, doubt you'll hear this, but if you hear this, that's a inspiring story of perseverance. So shout out to you for, you know, having that perseverance. Cause a lot of people would find it very easy to quit. Um, if this situation happened to them and, you know, all these negative things that happened in their career, but, uh, New York, not much to say, but positive things about them. And they create a very interesting matchup because I think you have to put thieves up there in your like top three, top four teams for sure. Since they won as one of your top contenders, but you could argue that phase and New York are two of your top two, top three, for sure. Top four teams. And they play in, uh, in round one at champs. So that's kind of wild. Speaking of phase, they fall short again. Um, to me, I don't have a lot to say about them. I kind of want to get into the, the power rankings for the players. So this doesn't go too crazy long, but for me, phase, they fall short. They finish third, second, 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 third for them at the majors. They're still a favorite at champs. I feel like most people, if you took a poll right now, of who's going to win champs, I feel like phase would probably be the most voted team. They're still phase. Um, to me, it's honestly just, I truly think a BZ has to step up for me. Um, he had a 1.03, which obviously isn't anything too crazy. Like it's not like that's like horrible or something. Um, but when you're kind of going through the major stats here, uh, we got on their team, you've got RCDs with a 0.93, um, simp with a 1.0 and you've got, where else are we at here? Let's pull up the Atlanta phase. Um, you've got selling with his 1.22, you know, second highest, uh, oh, excuse me. I've got everything checked here. What am I doing? Sorry about this. Bear with me for a second here at the major four tournament. Um, when you check Atlanta, my God, bear with me here. Okay. Major four tournament. When you check Atlanta, uh, selling at a 1.28, a BZ with a 1.03, simple, the 1.0 and RC's with a 0.93. Um, Simp had a really bad search and destroy event. He had a 0.78. Uh, I feel like RCs is always going to be around a 0.95 to 1 just with the way his team plays. All the other players in his team slay out so much that his, it's hard for him to put up a big KD. 
um, numbers wise throughout a whole tournament, but Selium has been slaying all year. We know what he's going to bring. Uh, I feel like Simp has had his takeover maps and hasn't been as consistent. I feel like to me, it's on Simp and Abizi for champs. Uh, Arcides is going to play his role. Selium is going to be the best player in the world pretty much. Um, but Abizi and Simp, you know, especially in major four, you know, weren't themselves. They were still very good players. I mean, when we're saying guys weren't themselves when they were around a one, just above a one, um, you know how good of players they are. Uh, but I feel like Simp hasn't had as much takeover moments, and Abizi definitely hasn't had as much takeover moments. If those two step up, I mean, they're right back there as a favorite to win champs, and they still are. Even if they play how they did in Major 4, they're probably finishing top three again. A um, couple more teams left here. Optic, I like what I saw. I like the fact that they were able to make a run to, to fourth place despite starting a loser's round one. They showed some resilience. Um, they've been lacking a little ice lately, and they, you know, they clutched up a couple uh, Game 5 round 11 against Ultra, clutched up a couple big search and destroys. I liked what I saw overall, but they had to clean up the control and the bokeh hardpoint. They kept playing teams on bokeh hardpoint, and they kept losing repeatedly. Um, to me, I think at champs, they look to make another top four run. I like their matchup against Ultra in round one. I feel like there's a good chance they win that, and that instantly um, puts you into that top conversation and puts you a win away from winner's finals, obviously. So uh, I like their, their chance to make a top four, maybe top three run at champs. To me, if they clean up their control, their control has been abysmal as of late. If they clean up their control to where it was, where, I mean, even if it's hard, it's going to be hard in a couple weeks to clean it up to where it was or like major one, major two time when they were quite easily the best control team in the game when they were winning uh, major one in the tournament and stuff. But I feel like if they're able to clean up their control and get it back to not an abysmal level, even if they get it to average or slightly above average, I feel like that puts them at the potential to win the top two. Because we know what the the talent on this team, if it just clicks right, they could be the best hardpoint team at the tournament uh, if it clicks. Search and Destroy, they've been pretty good all year, had their you know ups and downs like any team. But overall, we have faith in them in Search. It's just a matter of if they can get that control back in place. If that comes back in place, I, I feel like that's what makes them from, you know, that that top four team uh, to maybe that top three. And then if the control comes in, that's when I think that they have the potential to make that top two run. Uh, still definitely a contender to win champs. Final team, Toronto. They lose a game five around 11 to Optic. Um, they obviously won winners round one against London, which is a good upset no matter what we think of London. Uh, they were hot coming into the tournament. Uh, they lost to Phase and Optic this tournament, too, obviously, of the top dogs. I still believe Ultra has top three potential at champs. It's just a matter of they can crack those top teams. Uh, like, you know, they have the ice. They took Optic to a Game 5 round 11, so they could very easily beat Optic in round one. Like, that would not be uh, something, like, crazy to say. I, I still think I favor Optic, but it's not outrageous to say that Ultra could take them out. Um in that bracket there uh obviously yeah they play round one and if ultra are able to take out optic they play the winner of thieves breach which you know is another winnable game uh thieves you know they did just win but it's vanguard anybody can beat anybody uh, i think ultra have the potential to beat anybody because of how good they are at search you know if i had to take a bet i still i am not maybe super high on them that they win champs but i do still think the potential is there we know how clutch they are they always play series close it seems like um they have had optics number in the past maybe not as much this year but um, they did take optic to a game five round 11 and you know if they're able to beat optic that instantly puts you one win away from top uh from top three in winners finals so we know the potential is there for ultra i think that they're in a better spot than teams like boston or ravens to make a run uh maybe even surge uh, i like what i see out of them i think they have potential to win champs they're definitely one of the underdogs but to me, it's just a matter of if they can beat those top teams. That's kind of been, they've been one of those teams on the edge where it's like, man, they keep cracking into that maybe top five, top four conversation, but they just can't beat those other top three then. Last thing I wanted to do before I get into the player tier list, I mean, we're sitting at about 20 minutes already. So 
wanted to take time obviously to talk about major four but gonna dive into this and then you know maybe save about 40 minutes or so maybe hopefully less for the player tier ranking um but the eliminated teams what they're gonna do going forward only want to spend just like a quick second on each one paris obviously moving to vegas i'm actually not really sure i'm thinking they're under new ownership i haven't heard much about it but hopefully they're under new ownership that actually cares and is willing to you know put some investment into the cdl if they are um I would hope they're willing to spend some money and then I think they should just drop everyone and build around Donnie if they're willing to spend money. If it's the same owners and then they're not willing to spend any money, please don't like trap Donnie in some contract if they have that like plus one option. Just please drop the whole team um, and find some just like four challengers players if you're not willing to spend money because I don't want to see another player trapped. Uh, just give four guys their shot and you know ruin the league again because your team sucks. Um, but hopefully new ownership and they're willing to pay some money. Then I think they should just build around Donnie, you know, build a god squad around him and finally um, pay some money and make the legion name even though they're not paris anymore exciting um lag i think the slasher and hook duo has probably run its course they've teamed together under like eighty thousand different organizations they've had some success this year they obviously win an event but i feel like it's maybe time to give that up they're still individually both great players i still think you know if they ended up going into next year with slasher and hook on the team they still could be a good team i just think it's probably time to let that duo go and whether you let Slasher go, whether you let Hook go, I think whoever gets let go will find success somewhere else because they are good players. But I'd like to see maybe a team built around Slasher and Asim if they want to keep Asim. You know, keep him as a main sub, keep Slasher as your AR, find a flex, um, and find uh, another sub. Maybe you could say, like, if Asim was benched and there's some bad blood there or something, he doesn't want to stay. Maybe you could build, like, a Slasher Spart team, or maybe they just like Spart and they want to build around him. I feel like between Slasher, Asim, Hook, Spart, um, probably not gunless just because of the whole health thing that went down. Uh, I still think if this team would have been healthy all year, you know, they didn't really show much when they were together, but they had so much talent. I feel like they won an event obviously with Spart. So like they had the talent, uh, to make some runs. If, if they put it all together, they just never seemed to do it consistently. But I like the idea of keeping, because I think guys like Slasher, Hook, potentially Spart, um, Asim, maybe even gunless. I think all these guys are potential building blocks if you just wanted to stick with one of them. So to me, I think you take uh, a slasher and asim center team or just a slasher, just asim, just spart, um, just hook. You take one of them, build a nice roster around them, and I think you could have another good team next year that could make a run. Rocker, to me, you 100% keep attached as your flex. I think he is basically attached. You walk into the year knowing he's a top 15 player for sure, potentially top 10 on a good year, and you have him. He's great for the brand. He is like the ultimate franchise guy. To me, you 100% keep attached. If you if you drop him rocker it's the dumbest move you could ever make unless for some reason he's uh, doesn't have a plus one or just doesn't want to stay on rocker anymore and and walks if you under your own power choose to let him leave and it's not fully his decision that is the dumbest decision rocker could ever make you keep attached 100 percent as a flex in my opinion i think they're likely to keep standy i don't know how i feel about it but i'm sure they're going to keep standy because i think they view him as a franchise guy so to me, I think they go forward with Attach as a flex, Standy as a sub, and then they're looking for a main AR and a sub to go with. I feel like Havoc was nice for them, but I feel like they're going to want to go with somebody maybe a little more unknown with a little more upside to pair with Standy uh, to maybe have a crazy sub duo. Not that Havoc's bad, but I don't know that they keep him. Uh, and then I think Priesta, I feel like he is more of a, a natural flex. I think he had a struggle this year. He had some glimpses, some flashes, but he also had a lot of times where he didn't look like himself. So I feel like they're kind of ready to break up this core three or uh that's really the core three since major maniac was like the main part of their roster last year so i feel like they're going to break up that core three let Priesta and havoc move on keep standing and attach florida last one i said it last off season but to me the skies and awakening duo has run its course now they've been playing together since mw 
they saw some success in that title before kind of bottoming out at the end of the year. Then Cold War, they were just average for most of the year. And then this year, once again, just kind of average for most of the year. The the roles don't make much sense. I guess if they really want to go forward with Skies and Wake as a duo, you move Skies back to main, you move Wake to flex, and you find two subs, which is probably what they should have done this offseason if they wanted to keep the two of them. Um, in my opinion, you just move forward with one. To me, it's preferably Skies on the main, and then you find a flex and two subs to go with him. I think the only way you move forward with Big Wake is if you want to make him the main or if Florida is just in love with Major Maniac, which I don't hate because I like Major a lot. If Florida is just in love with Major Maniac for some reason, maybe they keep him on the AR and Wake on the flex and then find two subs. So to me, either you're looking for a flex and two subs and you just keep Skies in the roster or you're looking for two subs with Wake and Major, preferably the first option for me, but who knows what they'll do. They might just keep them together again because uh, Florida seems to love Wake and Skies and they're very talented players. It's just um i guess if they got the two right sub players to go with them that were hyper aggressive i could definitely see it working because skies and wake have insane amounts of talent but at some point you'd think they're going to give it up or try something new uh or drastic to make it work with those two if they want to keep them that's going to do it for the first portion went about 25 minutes here maybe a little longer than i wanted to but i'm going to be back uh excuse me there i'm going to be back in just a second with the player uh tier ranking up on the board and we're gonna you know list our players out for champs and talk about those and rank the players heading into champs so i'll see you guys back in a minute with that on the screen all right so here we are we got the players on the screen hope that was a smooth transition for y'all i'm terrible at editing and all this stuff but hope that was a smooth transition for y'all we got the players on the screen and we've got the tier list up here so as you'll see we've got s a b and c and got the numbers we're going to do six players in s 10 and a 12 and b and four and c going to kind of do it off feeling and you know our recency uh this isn't a thing over the course of the whole year so if you think a player is way too high or way too low um that's because it's based only on you know where they're at right now as a player kind of mostly based on some of the qualifiers from major four uh, mostly from major four in the current form we're seeing them in uh, obviously this is vanguard so a player i put in c might end up being the the Koch amps mvp because you know with the way this game goes um it's crazy like that so like if you see a guy that you feel like in the course of the whole year has been an a tier player maybe he's in b or c um that's potentially because you know recently he hasn't looked as good or maybe if you see a player that's in b or c uh, and you feel that they've overall been an a tier player this year um that's maybe because recently they haven't looked as good uh, or if you see like a guy kenny maybe if you if you uh you look at him over the course of the entire season, you'd think he's more of a B or C tier player because he hasn't been that good, but maybe he ends up in A or S because of how good he's looked recently. Um, that's the reason. So basically, this is more of a recency bias list, and I'm going to say that right up front because a lot of people like to say, recency bias, recency bias, why is he that high? Yeah, I'm ranking the players as we head into champs, you know, just coming right off Major 4. This is being recorded on Tuesday, so a couple days removed from Sunday of Major 4. Heading into champs where I have the players ranked, um... So obviously, you know, this might not be accurate. Maybe a player we have ranked in B will be Kachamps MVP or something. But the way I broke it down, I did 6 in S, 10 in A, 12 in B, 4 in C. I didn't have like a D or an F tier. I had it at first. Then I was like, honestly, looking through this list, like I don't really think there's many players that much worse than C. All these guys did qualify for top eight. You don't have the Paris players in here who are usually a free throw into the D or F tier or whatever uh, at the bottom. And these are the top eight teams. And I really feel like obviously there are some players that are weaker than others, but there are a lot of great players. So I want to do more of like a lot of players uh, in the middle, A and B, where I can really kind of like separate through there and then maybe throw a couple players down in C. Although kind of looking through the players, I had a tough time figuring out who I wanted to put in C. It's going to be very tough and probably some players that are more B tier caliber players 
in terms of a scale of the CDL, a lot of these players are probably more B tier caliber, but in terms of the 32 players left, somebody's got to go and see. So no hard feelings. You know, I'm sure this is going to create a lot of debate down in the comments, but don't get too upset at me if I have your favorite player low and don't get uh, too hyped if I have your favorite player high. Uh, obviously, you saw my major predictions. Um, I thought I had a decent bracket maybe going into it and they were abysmal. You know, Vanguard is maybe the hardest cod of all time to predict. So I might put somebody in S and they might get double first rounded at champs. Who knows? But embrace debate in the comments just try not to you know kill each other in the comments and be too crazy disrespectful i'm sure some of you are going to hate this list and some of you are going to love it but i can't wait to do it so let's get into it like i said broken down we're going to put that many players per tier might just kind of jump around i might not want to go in order i think it's probably based in alphabetical order on the player names based on the way i save them looks like that's roughly correct so just gonna kind of jump around uh gonna start with probably the most obvious ranking this guy right here selium um I might kind of try to order it in the order I have faith in them. Maybe not fully, but I'm going to make sure Selim stays in the top of S tier. I think he's the best player in the game. You know, I'm, I said it's not longevity based, but he's really been the best player all year. And he had what the number one or number two KD. Um, I think he was number two behind Pred at major four uh, and Pred only played one match, obviously. So maybe a little bit smaller of a sample size, but Selim has been unbelievable all year. It's basically there's some debate for other players. Um, and where you could put them on this list. But in my opinion, Pred, or not Pred, excuse me, Selium, um, has basically been the best player wired to wire this year and looks incredible right now. He's probably the favorite to win champs MVP if FaZe ends up winning it. So um, I have Selium in the S tier. I think that's probably the most undebatable thing on this list. Dude's been unreal this year. Um, maybe we'll start with his teammate who's right here, the Tiny Terrors. Get him over with right away. I think you've got to put a BZ in A. To me, he's still been unbelievable. I believe he had like a 1.03 at Major 4. He has been unbelievable. Like for any other substandards, this might be uh, an ARS tier year for him. Um, and his recent performance would have been like more of an A tier for like any sub. But he's held to a higher standard because he is a two-time world champion. He is a BZ. He's year over year a top two, top three sub in the game. Uh, the only person that's usually better than him is maybe like a Shotzi uh, or maybe his teammate like a Simp. Um I might go do the tiny terrors here. Might add Simp in right away um, after him, but I don't want to do all of face. So we're going to put a BZ and A. Um, I think it's crazy. It's probably one of the first times I've ever not had a BZ and S, usually in every tier ranking. Like, here's where I think the players are going to be ranked heading into the new title. A BZ is always an S. Here's where they uh, are currently. A BZ is always an S. But I feel like right now I can find five players that have been better than him recently, you know, in terms of an all-time cod list uh or like a recency over the last three or four years of their career obviously a bz s tier player i expect him to probably be an s tier player next year but you know just recently he hasn't had as much of an impact as normal and when he's held to his standard i feel like right now he's an a tier player oh man let's jump into into somebody else here let's go down and let's grab let's grab somebody i believe is in the b tier let's grab crim just got a runner-up. Uh, I feel like overall his stats and uh, his numbers haven't been incredible, especially early in the year. Uh, obviously, earlier in the year, New York was awful. Worst team in the league for sure early on, uh, along with Paris. And they pick it up. They look incredible lately. Um, I keep talking about earlier in the year. I should stop doing that after I told you all. This is a, a recency base list, which it is. Um, but Krim looked great in Major 4 as a team. Maybe not the best stats for him. For, for that reason, I feel like uh, he gets put in B, I think. His intangibles raise him for sure because he's one of the best leaders we have and really helped to mold this team and lead this team to where they are now. I feel like mechanical-wise, though, he still definitely has it. He's still disgusting, but 
Um, just feel like he doesn't have that hard carry ability that some of these players that could get put above him do. So I definitely don't think he's C-worthy because his leadership that he brings, and he still is very mechanically skilled. But I feel like he's more of a B-tier player at this point. Um, kind of odd because a lot of this list, I guess, is based off of mechanical skill in a way and like their takeover potential, which maybe is why he ends up B. But in terms of intangibles, he's an S-tier player, obviously. He's a three-time world champ. He's the greatest player of all time. Um, so he's got that on his side, but in terms of mechanical skill, I don't know. He has a takeover that a lot of people that are going to be put above him in like S and A do. So I'm putting him there. All right, let's go with his teammate right away. I saw him. He's still in his Paris Legion, um, outfit here for his picture because they had like no good pictures of him that I could find on Google with subliners on. Kismet's going in A for me. I think as of recent, you could make an argument for S and maybe as I throw players in S, I might, uh, I might move him up if i don't find five players i really feel deserve s over him but i feel like kismet right now based on his recent form is unbelievable i think he was new york's best player he was the best player on the team that was the runner-up at the event he was the catalyst to them qualifying uh, for champs in my opinion was unbelievable so to me kismet an a-tier player right now he has been unbelievable as of late oh boy do i put our first c-tier player because i think it's absolutely wild to put him down there but i think i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna put gizmo in c unbelievable to me because gizmo overall uh stage one was incredible he he shows crazy flashes of talent this is what i mean when i say i hate doing um a c tier especially when it's only the eight teams that qualified for champs in here because gizmo is a great player but to me his performances just haven't translated to land i think he has potential to come out at champs and this team is very slay heavy i think if they get their hard point uh continue to be polished and they can maybe polish up their control or something i think london has a great chance to make a run but to me he just hasn't shown it to me enough on LAN. So for that reason, he's going to go down to the C tier. Like I said, probably more of a B tier caliber player if we have the entire CDL in here. But the bottom four teams are cut out. So four players have to go and C. And to me, Gizmo's going down there. Like I said, whatever four, it's going to be hard for me to choose four players to go down here. And whoever they are, they're great players. But man, uh, I got to pick somebody to go down there. And to me, I'm going to start with Gizmo down there. All right. Let's grab, uh, let's grab another guy I believe is an S. Uh, that's Hydra kind of tough because like i said i do believe kismet was the best player on new york this weekend at the tournament i think he was better than hydra this weekend but i think hydra has the higher ceiling heading into champs who would i be more um leaning towards to you know win champs mvp or like have an unreal event that leads to seem to victory i think i still lean more towards hydra because i do think he is the player with the higher ceiling over kismet however kismet looked incredible if these two both play to what if we see Kismet look like he did at Major 4 at Champs and Hydra plays up to his potential that we know he has, this is a scary team that could win it all. Um, I just put Hydra at S just simply because I think the ceiling is higher. He still looks incredible as of late, and I think his ceiling is just slightly higher than Kismet, so I like him in the S tier. Um, grabbing another player here, let's go with Kami. I think I'm going to throw Kami in the B tier. You know how much that pains me if you guys know me and have watched the channel for a while. Cammy, one of my favorite players in the league, but you know, this year hasn't been as good. He's shown flashes, and for me, that's what keeps him out of C tier for now is the flashes that I believe he's shown and how good he's looked at times. But you know, it's been a down year for Cammy, probably his worst year in the CDL. Uh, obviously, he had a great MW, an unreal Cold War, an MVP candidate truly in that year. And then this year has been a little worse as of late. You know, we've seen him show the flashes, uh, and those flashes are what keeps him out of C, but I feel like the consistency issues recently keep him out of A. Oh man, let's grab a Thieves player. I think I want to grab 
Octane. Let's grab Octane. I feel like he goes into the A tier. Uh, I kind of said I wanted to order these, but it's going to get really jumbled. I think I'm just going to throw players in their tier. I don't think I'm going to order it too much unless I start to see it and feel like I have a clearer order, but going to throw Octane up in the A tier. I don't feel like I can get him to S just yet. I don't know if I can get any Thieves players into S. It's going to be tough. I feel like there are going to be a lot of A tier players on Thieves. going to put Octane in the A tier though, because um, he's looked great in major four on land like absolutely incredible so that's the reason that you could consider him for s tier i just feel like um it's just like the one event from him i I like to look maybe at like major three land and then major four online major four qualifiers that's like as far back as i really want to go as major three maybe and he looked okay there um he looked incredible this weekend i really like where he's headed though he's a player with takeover potential but i feel like a lot of his success came from kenny also playing extremely well and that's why i'm going to throw kenny up there in the a tier with him um i think a lot of octane's success obviously octane you know probably still would have had a good event even if kenny didn't have as good of an event as he had but obviously kenny was the mvp and i feel like him finally playing like himself and showing those world war ii ken glimpses and playing like an MVP caliber sub opened up the map more for Octane, which allowed him to play better and allowed the whole team to play better. So I think both those guys deserve a spot in A. Let's go to another S tier player. I think we've got to put Dashy up there. Um, Mr. Consistency, he looked incredible again for most of um, Major 4. And I feel like going into champs, um, I'm expecting Dashy to have a 1.15 to a 1.3 and lead Optic to a pretty solid finish. So Dashy's an S tier. Uh, and if I seem like I'm trying to speed it up a little bit because I don't want to go forever talking about this obviously don't want to make this too incredibly long for you but to me dash he's an s tier player um as of late all year whatever he's been incredible oh man do we want to grab another s tier player right away because I think there's a clear one that you all know is going to be up there I'm putting him I'm kind of going to order the s tier in the way I like it here uh I'm going to put oh I did I screwed that up here I'm going to put Pred at two dashy at three right now and hydra at four putting Pred all the way up there at two because um, in my opinion, now with the way he's looked and Sib's inconsistencies as of late, uh, Pred's the, the rookie of the year, I think, unless something wild happens. Like, what other rookies here are at champs that aren't Sib? Because, obviously, if Sib wins champs, uh, Pred does as well. But, I mean, in terms of other rookies, there's really... Let's see, are there any up here? Kismet's not a rookie. played in um, MW. I mean, really, no, there's... Like, no other rookies really at champs unless I'm blind and missing something. Oh, Nasty. Uh, Nasty and Gizmo, I guess. Um, But I don't expect London. They would have to win champs for one of them to win Rookie of the Year because they haven't had a crazy year, whereas um, Pred has won an event. So, to me, Pred is basically a lock unless something wild happens at champs and he drops like a point two, <laughs> which isn't going to happen. But Pred's been incredible. Number one KD at Major 4 in the one series he played. Uh, Major 3 MVP as of late. He's looking to hit form. Uh, he's a clear S-tier player to me. Him and Selium are like the guys that are unarguably in S tier. Oh man, I'm I'm getting stared in the face here by uh, Scump. Let's get him up there. You guys probably know where he's going to go. Don't think he's an S tier at this point. I think he's an A tier player. He's looked incredible um, all year. And he might get a little bit of a future bump. Because if you know anything about Scump, it's like Champs always seems to be his best event. Uh, even if his team struggle, he always seems to show out and... His team tends to get third a lot. Obviously, he won IW champs. His team always tends to get third. That's like his most common place. And that in seventh, um, a couple jetpack finishes in AW and BO3 in seventh, and then a million thirds, and then the first, and also the dead last in World War II. But, um, you know, Scump, he always tends to show out a champ, so maybe this is a bit of a future ranking or something. But um, I like where Scump's at, and I think S tier a little too high. I think B tier a little too low because of the potential he also has and how much he usually shows out at champs. 
Let's get another player down in the C tier. I see him right here. I think I have to put him there. I think we've got to go TJ down there in the C tier. Once again, I think TJ, personally, I think he might be in the wrong role. I don't know that TJ should be a flex. I think maybe he should be a sub. It's just obviously Vivid is a sub. And then I honestly think Nero could be a very good flex, but they have Nero running a sub, TJ running the flex in their team. He's looked good, but once again, uh, this is kind of like a list on how I feel their potential is a little bit going into champs. And I could see TJ having a good champs, but uh, if Boston is to have a successful run, I see it being more of a, a methods or a Nero superstar performance to propel that and TJ just filling in his role. So for that reason, I think I think TJ is a great gap filler. I think normally, like I said, probably a B-tier player um, in terms of the landscape of the whole CDL. I think he's a great gap filler. I just maybe think he's playing the wrong role and has just only been you know, kind of average lately. So I'm going to give him the C-tier. Oh, boy. Where else do we want to go here? Um, let's go with a guy like Nero. Let's go with TJ's teammate. I'm going to put him in, man, is it B or A? I think I got to put Nero in A. For how he's looked recently, I'd say, obviously, if this was a whole year, maybe he's lower. But Nero's looked incredible. Um, in the major four qualifiers, he looked unbelievable. Um, obviously, maybe not as good at major four. But in those online qualifiers, Nero was, people were talking about him like a top player. Um, he's been absolutely incredible. I think I have to go A tier from those qualifiers. And I feel like, like I said, going into champs, if Boston is to make a run, I feel like he's going to be the catalyst and be like the guy that's like their MVP. So I got to put him in A Oh man, I think I see another S tier player down here. I think, I think I gotta go with Shotzi, and I think this is the most controversial time Shotzi's been an S in my opinion. He's like usually always an S tier player, but I think you can make an argument that Shotzi should be an A tier player right now because he hasn't been as good as of late. And you know, it's it's kind of like the Simp and Abizi argument. Um, for most players, the way Shotzi's been playing is an instant S tier or like a top of A for sure. But because it's Shotzi, we kind of hold him to a different standard. Um, I would say, I think you can make an argument for a tier because he maybe hasn't been playing as good, but I mean, it's still Shotzi. I still think going into champs, um, he has the potential to win an MVP and he still looks very good. He's still showing those crazy flashes. And I think, you know, as he tunes stuff up for champs, those crazy flashes could turn more consistent. And I like Shotzi and S tier heading into champs here. Oh man. Should we just round out the S tier with the, the six guy and that's staring me in the face? I want to put Simp up there. I'm going to put Simp up there. Um, I'm going to just order the S tier. I think to me it goes like this for now. I like Stellium. I like Pred. I like Dashi. I like Simp. I like Shotzi. And then I like Hydra. Once again, I think that Simp, you can actually argue at this time, might be at the bottom of A. He probably had his worst event of the year at Major 4, but you know the entire rest of the year he's been dominant. Uh, I know simp is going to be able to take over at champs i expect Simp to have a 1.2 or better here at champs we know the takeover ability he has we know he's um cod champs mvp we know he's a two-time world champ for a reason we know he's been to what is it every grand finals uh he started technically his pro career in bo4 won the finals there mw made it to finals cold war won it so he's been in every cod champs grand finals he's been a staple he's been the best player on his team basically at every single one so i feel like you've got to give him s tier because he's looked very good um didn't look crazy at major four, but his overall looked very good all year. And then um, it's champs and it's simp and he's never missed a final at champs. So going to put him in S tier. Once again, I can see the argument for a guy like Kenny, but I think that's just maybe a little bit too much recency. I can see the argument for a guy like maybe Kismet, but I don't think you can put both Kismet and Hydra up there. Um, and also once again, maybe a little bit too much recency. I can see the argument for a guy like Afro and I'm actually going to throw Afro right at the top of a, because 
if um, Alfie, if you're listening, if you're still here at this point in the video, you might be pissed. I don't have Afro up there. I definitely think if you guys, like I said, this is like a feeling of where I have players going to the champs. So you might think a guy, you might think that um, New York's going to bottom out and you think Hydra's going to play like a B tier player. Cool. That's cool. That's your opinion. I'm okay with that because this is kind of all of a speculative thing. Um, I've got Afro on the top of A. If you want to swap out Afro, I think these three right here, Selium, Pred, Dashy, have to stay in S. If you want to swap out Afro for like a Simp and Shotzi, um, because maybe they haven't played as good of late, I'm going with Simp and Shotzi based on where I know they could be. Um, I think Afro could be right up there in A tier as well. But just because of um, London's land performance, he looked great online, but their land performance dipped off. For that reason, I feel like every London player is getting dropped a tier below where I might have had them if they performed good on land. And that's why Afro is going in A, and I'm putting Simp in S. Oh, boy. Should we get another guy down in C? I think I want to get Accuracy down in C. This is kind of like the Crim thing. Um I could easily see you putting accuracy up in B. I don't want him much higher than that. In terms of individual takeover ability, I think that's why he goes in C. I don't think he has much takeover ability, but obviously intangibles S tier. Maybe the best leader, one of the best leaders in the CDL. Um, I just feel like, once again, based on takeover potential and who I would want to build um, my team with going into champs, I think accuracy is more towards the bottom of the list because I'd rather get uh, the superstars and then figure out the leadership a little bit later. But can't be um, understated what accuracy brings because he is an incredible player, especially in comms. And it's not like um, the way I'm talking, it's like he's a walking 0.7 with good comps. No, accuracy is a consistent 0.9 to 1.05, and he brings great comps, great intangibles. Just don't think he has that takeover ability. Oh, man, we need one more player down there, and I'm, like, staring at these players and not seeing anybody that's obvious. Um, I'm going to go with Illy in the B tier. I think there's a chance that Illy's an A-tier player. We just haven't seen him as much lately. We don't know how the thumb's going to react to the recent uh, amount he's been playing. Maybe... Um, something up there but Illy you know honestly has had some more takeover games recently than I remember him having since he came back he looks incredible at times and then a little bit inconsistent at times I feel like his slaying ability is um maybe in question at sometimes but once again he's playing with two guys that I have up in S tier in Shotzi and Dashi and Scump who is no slouch of a slayer himself so there are not always enough kills to go around for Illy but I feel like as I put together this list I may bump him up to A I think he's a middle like teetering A B player um Illy incredible player I'm actually gonna put him towards the top of B not really ordering this but kind of like maybe putting a couple guys towards the top that I think should be there oh man is there anybody else I feel like deserves A tier down here I feel like Arcides for sure deserves A tier um, and that puts us at what three six eight players um Arcides didn't have you know the best major four he stepped up at times he had a couple more games where it was like okay Arcides is back he looks very good so gonna put him in A tier I feel like I got to put Draza up in A tier as well. He had a very good major, um, has been consistent all year, and I feel like he's finally kind of coming into his own a little bit more on that flex role. Uh, obviously, using an AR a little more heavy. I really like where Draza's at. I think he has potential to have a, a takeover event, and um, I feel like him and Kenny, maybe, I feel like Octane, now that he found that peak, is going to stay consistent, and I feel like Envoy's been their most consistent player all year. So I think it's going to be up to Draza and Kenny at champs for the Thieves. Uh, to be consistent and propel them forward. So going to put Draza up there in A because I think he's been playing very good lately. I think another guy that's got to go up in A is Kleenex. I think Kleenex has to go up there, and that puts us at, what, 3, 6, 9, 10. That's 10. And we have guys like Envoy up or down here who I think should maybe be in A. Um, Sib, who I think should maybe be in A. So this is going to get really tough. I'm going to have some fantastic players down in B. Wow, this is tough. And you guys might call me today for this, but... Um, 
I like Kleenex up in A. He didn't have a great major four, but I still feel like whenever I see Toronto ultra frying, um, Bance is kind of doing his thing. Insights, you know, doing his thing. Kami's doing his thing, but it seems like when Kleenex is popping off is when Toronto's at their best. So I like Kleenex in the A tier, and I think upside-wise, he has the most on their team and some of the most in the CDL, quite frankly. Um, let's fill out the B tier with guys that I think are, are in the B tier. Zero, I think he was A tier for most of the year, potentially even S at some points really early on, but didn't look great in Major 4, had a huge drop-off from online. I expect him to have a better champs, and I expect him to maybe be an A tier player come the end of champs, but for right now, just where we saw him last, going to put him in B. Um, I think I'm going to slide Paul in B as well. Had a rough Major 4, but I feel like he was... Um, KD wise had a rough Major 4, but his team finished second, and I feel like he's been filling in gaps. I mean, everybody in New York seems to call him like internally their best player, so they clearly see something in him, and he's been very good. I think Bance is another guy that goes in B. Um, I'm just filling out the rest of B, basically. It's like one player has to go in C. Um, I think Sib clearly goes in B, but man, I might have to move some stuff around. Um, I think Envoy obviously would be clearly towards the top of B as well with these players that are left. Uh, I like Mac for B. I think he's been very good. I like Methods in B. I like Nasty in B. I like Insight in B. It might have to be Vivid. It might have to be Vivid down in C. That looks wild. Oh, man. That is tough. That is a good C tier. These are all very good players. I feel really um, dumb, and some of you guys might have somebody from up here. I just don't know. I can't justify for sure any of these top four. I think Nasty's been too good. I think Insight's been pretty good. Methods. Krim brings those intangibles. Cami, we know his upside. Zero's been so good. Paul, once again, everybody on NYSL says he's their best player. And Bance, we know what he brings. Yeah, I think I have to go with these fours. The bottom four, Vivid, um, TJ Accuracy, and Gizmo. I knew I kind of flew through the end, but I wanted to just get everybody in place and then maybe move some stuff around. For some reason, I really feel like I have to move Sib up. Even though I almost feel like Mac has been better than Sib and is a little more consistent. You know what? No, I'm going to stick with my guns. Ah, no, I talk too much about potential. I'm going to do it. No, I can't slide RCs down. What I'm thinking about right now is this RCs and Nero play. I'm thinking about sliding one of them down and switching with Sib just because of the whole potential play with Sib. But it feels disrespectful to slide RCs down into the B tier because of how good he's been. You know what? No. Man, that, that just looks wrong. Draza maybe slides down with Envoy. Because they're Mr. Consistent, but maybe not as pop-off ability. And then, you know what? I'm going to do that. If you, I mean, if you're a Thieves fan, I, I, I'm i sorry. It, it looks completely wrong to have Draza and Envoy. But the way I did the cutoffs, um, they're in the top of B tier. I'm putting them top there because I feel like they could be on the cusp. But let me make sure. We got six here. I cut it off at 10. That's six, nine, 10. Cut it off at 12 here. That's 10 cuts off here. Oh, wait. Three, six, nine, 12. Yep. And then four and C. So. I feel pretty good about the C tier, to be honest. I do feel like these are maybe the bottom four players here, in my opinion, with Vivid, TJ, Accuracy. If you guys are in audio, I'll read them for you here. I've got Vivid, TJ, Accuracy, and Gizmo in C tier. Um, then the B tier, Draza, Envoy, Illy, Mac, Nasty. Man, that top right there is a lot of players that could be A tier. Uh, then Insight, Methods, Krim, Cami, Zero, Paul, Bans. And this isn't any particular order. This is just what the tier they're in. A tier, I've got Afro, Kismet, Abizi, Kenny, Octane, Skump, Arcides, 
Nero may be a controversial one there. Kleenex and then Sib may be a little controversial because of uh, a little bit of a rough major four for him. Then S tier, the three untouchables in my opinion, Selium, Pred, Dashi, and then Simp, Shotzi, Hydra. Um, I guess to explain maybe some of the random ones that you guys might not agree with, you know, Kenny and Octane, maybe some people think it's a little high, but I feel like they were both superstars at major four and I hold them out of S because it's just the one event, but I feel like they look so good that they have some momentum rolling into champs. I put Sib in ahead of envoy and draza because really the last spot in a tier came up to really to me the last spot in a tier came down to like the last two came to nero sib draza and envoy i feel like draza and envoy have been very consistent but i feel like on their team kenny and octane are the kind of pop-off guys that lead them to the superstar performances and then on boston i feel like nero's the catalyst for them and is if he has a superstar performances when they win feel like Sib, obviously Pred also, but I feel like Sib is the other catalyst for Seattle when he's playing like a superstar, him and Pred together like superstars, that's when they're um, winning. I feel like they're more of the superstars in their team than like an Envoy and a Draza are, although Envoy and Draza could fully be an A tier. Um, I like where this list is at though. So kind of one more time to go over it quick. S tier, Selium, Pred, Dashi, Simp, Shotzi, Hydra, A tier, Afro, Kismet, Abizi, Kenny, Octane, Scump, Arcides, Kleenex, Nero, Sib, B tier, Draza, Envoy, Illy, Mac, Nasty, Insight, Methods, Krim, Cami, Zero, Paul, Bance, and then bottom C tier, four good players, um, Vivid, TJ, Accuracy, and Gizmo. So that's it. That's a tier list. This is my rankings of players heading into champs. Obviously, the, the players on the on the teams not in champs are not ranked in here because that would be kind of pointless to have uh, Donnie or Attach up there in ARS and they're not even playing, but that's where it's at. Obviously, this isn't like fully how i think the players are all time or have been all year this is like my faith level in them heading to champs and kind of like the potential level i think they could hit um almost in order of like if you were gonna make me draft players um almost the order of which players i'd want for champs obviously there's a lot of recency involved in here maybe kismet is not a player you'd want all the time but with how great he's looked recently he's he's towards the top of the list of players you'd want so uh, that's going to do it for this one. If you guys are watching on YouTube, um, I'd really appreciate if you leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Obviously, we hit that 500 subscriber goal, but now the goal is to hit 600. So if you guys uh, watch the videos, it's like 75 plus percent of you that watch the videos aren't subscribed. Um, if you want to go ahead, hit that sub button. I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, if you're on the audio platforms, come check it on YouTube if you want to see the tier list uh, in action, the visual form. Um, otherwise, leave a review, leave a five star on there, leave a comment. Um, I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, that's going to do it for this one. This has been Ryan with the CDL podcast. If you don't know me, um, looking forward to, you know, talking champs and really deep, uh, deep diving. I'm probably going to give myself a little time before I do the predictions. Um, maybe we'll have a special guest or something for the champs predictions, but going to give myself some time to maybe go into map vetoes and really nerd out a little bit for this, um, for this champs and try to get my predictions right. Even though I'll probably spend hours and hours, you know, taking numbers, uh, writing down stats on teams and their vetoes, and then I'll still get one match right or something because of the way Vanguard is. But Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I look forward to seeing you next week. We'll see what we do next week. It might not be the predictions yet. I might do something kind of kind of random, kind of fun to break up the, the news before champs. But I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.